we literally said we had an invention a day. Like, what are we inventing today? That was literally what it was about. Data was wrong all the time. And I was, you know, really frustrated by that. I would wake up to this barrage of emails from unhappy customers, unhappy executives, unhappy internal stakeholders saying, WTF, why is the data wrong? But that's the point. It's never finished, right? We're constantly iterating. We're constantly moving, shifting priorities. I'm a huge believer that the only activities that create value are building software and talking to customers. Being a part of financial services for the last 15 or 20 years, it seemed like we were always putting lipstick on the pig. That's the fun part about joining startups early is you get to make things up. Hey there. Welcome to Crafted, a show about great products and the people who make them. I'm Dan Blumberg. I'm a product and growth leader, and once upon a time, I was a public radio host and producer. On Crafted, we get to know and learn from technologists who are building the future. I speak with founders, engineers, designers, data scientists, and product makers of all stripes to explore the craft of building incredible products and incredible companies. What trade-offs did they make? What experiments did they run? And what was the moment when they knew, when they just knew they were onto something? We actually went all in on founding Lattice before we had good clarity, but there was an aha moment. Hey, here's, you know, some hot garbage in terms of unharmonized, unnormalized, unstructured data in a giant pool, what are the key elements for us to pull out so that that data becomes actually information at the end of the day? People using this isn't the thing I'm thinking about. Human beings can tolerate high latency and delays to a certain level. Machines cannot. AI cannot. IoT cannot. This year, we featured an incredible group of builders, including the founders, CEOs, and leaders of many high-growth startups. We've learned a ton, including from the CTO of Betterment, who taught us that whether you're on the racetrack or building software, if you want to go fast, you need great brakes. Here's how we opened that episode. Nobody's going to drive as fast on the straightaway if they don't have good brakes, because if they're wondering if that's not available to them, if this lap the brakes are going to have faded and you're going to not decelerate as much as you need to, then you can't go fast confidently. That's John Milam. He's the CTO of Betterment, and he's also a race car driving instructor. In both contexts, he's focused on how you can go fast and do so safely. I have always had this drive to go faster and be better, and race car driving perfectly encapsulates that. I also really love teaching, and I love passing on that passion to other people. And I find that as a technologist, that actually deeply influences the way that I think about building at Betterment, John's teams build software that can automate your finances. So having a great safety harness is key. And one way he helps teams innovate safely is by encouraging them to focus on those important, but not yet urgent improvements. Like, yes, we should fix this, but is it urgent? Maybe not, because we can continue doing it kind of indefinitely. But what it manifests is as a huge friction tax for your team. On this episode, John takes us behind the wheel at Betterment, including how the team recently unlocked huge improvements in their high-interest cash-saving product. Welcome to Crafted, a show about great products and the people who make them. We also got a master class in customer validation and rapid iteration from the co-founder and CTO of Appfolio, which grew from four slides to $4 billion. And we would literally go, slide number one, here's your problems. Oh my gosh, you really get us. Slide number two, here's what we're going to build. Wow, that would be amazing. You mean I could access it anywhere and it would solve all these problems? Wow, that's unbelievable. I can't wait for you to do this. Slide number three, here's what we're not going to do. Accounting, fall off the cliff, no interest. 
we could have built all the software <laughs> and found the same thing out after a year and a half of building software out or a year, whatever it was. But with four slides, we found out immediately like accounting has to be part of it. With four slides, it changed our kind of success, not only our success trajectory, but kind of everything we did. We also learned about those awkward middle years a startup goes through. Your specialty is the growth stage. Can you share what unique challenges companies often face at the point where they've found something, it works, they need to scale it and make it sustainable? The early stage is very much like times at bat oriented. Take as many swings as you can. You take a swing and you hit a home run, the problem is you've probably taken a hundred other swings. So you come into this like, oh shit, we have product market fit moment. You have that one thing that works, but you have like 99 other things that you've done and shipped and kind of left out there that really don't. Where I usually find companies is their revenue growth is stalling, their organization is getting increasingly dysfunctional, their cost of mistakes is going up, their technology is more complicated, and like everything is like stalling and slowing and getting harder, first you got to do a little bit of triage of like, okay, what is slowing you down? Here's a clip that's out of this world. Axiom Space is building a new space station. Someday sooner than you think, computer chips and cancer treatments may be built there. Cells respond differently, the way that they aggregate gene expression from materials. There's things like no sedimentation, no convection-driven buoyancy, so you can form things in microgravity that can't really be formed here on the ground. Meanwhile, our reality here on Earth is also changing. Here's the founder of Weaver, a startup that helps creators create 3D worlds. So search and replace on reality in real time to me means, oh, the cars are red. No, the cars are blue now because I want them to be blue. That sounds like science fiction. What are you talking about? You can, but if you, if you combine that with what's happening with generative AI, you can really see the opportunity within, within five years where people can very much customize their reality in very strange and seemingly bizarre ways. Last year, we also featured the founders of multi-billion dollar startups Lattice, Gusto, Move, and Monte Carlo. And we capped the year with a special live event on the topic of the moment, generative AI. The fun moments are sort of starting to die down and we see like this realism hammer coming to, into the picture. People are just like, oh yeah, no problem. Money is not a problem, just make it work. The real answer is that because everybody wants fancy model, what you really need is better data. When I get stuck, I just copy paste my error message or like a really whiny, why did it do this? And it gives me an answer, which is like correct a lot of the time. And when it's wrong, I'm like, no stupid head, you're wrong, tell me another answer. And it gives me a correct answer. That is friggin' magic. Find those episodes and more in the show archive and subscribe to Crafted for more stories about great products and the people who make them.